Hey, this is Dizzy Reed from GNR and Hookers and Below, and you're listening to the Thunder Underground. Welcome to episode 240 of the Thunder Underground podcast. Trent Jason here, and this week we've got a member of Guns N' Roses. Did you ever think you'd say that? Like I just said it, just normal, and not like all crazy and fanboy. And, and, and I had to go fuck it up <laughs> by saying that. No, I wasn't going to like just go on, but I just had to say Oh, we got some Guns N' Roses. It's cool. Of course. <laughs> yeah. If this is the equivalent of getting someone from Metallica for you. Yeah. Did we really think it would ever happen? I don't know. I thought maybe one day we'd get like Tommy Stinson or something and I could say someone who was in Guns N' Roses <laughs> for three years or something, but no. Uh, what, since fucking 1991, 92? 90. There you go. Yeah. Look at that. I guess it was like 90, like, came into the live setting in the 91 officially, I think, maybe. But, yeah, basically almost 30 years. Dizzy Reed. I guess I should say that. I hadn't said that yet. <laughs> I thought you just said it. <laughs> or did I? I don't know. I'm okay. fucked up. Yeah. I'm not fucked up, but I'm <laughs> fucked up. Not technically fucked up. I'm just, yeah. <laughs> maybe it's it's like Joe Pesci and, and, I don't know, fucking Goodfellas. Maybe I'm fucked up or something. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, we've got Dizzy Reed of Guns N' Roses and Hookers and Blow. He's going to talk about both of those bands here in just a bit. So, And we're going to talk a little bit about him before we get into that. But first, we need to let you know that we are sponsored every week by Med Farm and DEB Concerts. Med Farm is a dispensary located in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma at 24683 East Highway 51. They're just about a quarter mile east of Anita Road. Can't miss them. Get in there, check them out. They've got a huge selection. They're always running specials, discounts, all kinds of stuff. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram so you can always find that stuff out. Facebook is MedPHARM. Instagram is MedFarmOK. And their website is MedFarmOK.com. And speaking of discounts, if you mention us, if you say Thunder Underground, sent you or you heard about them here or just mention our name, they'll give you 10% off your order. They've always got a doctor on site every Friday and Saturday from 11 to 1 and at random other times. So if you follow them on social media, you can find those times out. And above all else, 30% of their profits are going to build no-kill animal shelters. And they are well on their way to doing that. They have land and a building purchased and they're working on getting it set up. That's great. Yeah. So we will definitely let you know whenever that comes comes to be. But that's very cool. 30% of our profits go into that. Locally owned and everything. So get in there and hit up Med Farm and tell them that Thunder Underground sent you. We're also sponsored by DEB Concerts. Who just this past weekend brought in Vixen, The Iron Maidens, and Down for Five. They keep bringing in great stuff. They brought in Saxon. They brought in Junkyard, L.A. Guns, Warrant, Firehouse, Great White, Leah Ford, Dokken, Striper, Steelheart, Bisto Blanco. Who am I forgetting? Kicks. Yeah. Uh, That's a big one. Winger. Yeah. Can't forget Winger. That was a a great freaking show. Man, it was amazing. Uh, Remember you yelled at... Sorry, what song did you yell out at Winger? No, that was that was the goddamn the pre party for Streets Gone Wild when it was just his acoustic thing. 
Okay. And, and I'd had some, I, it was my birthday weekend and you know, it's me. So I had like, you know, 84 beers in me <clears throat> and he was like, what's everyone want to hear? And I said, rat race. And he's like, rat race? I can't do that acoustic. But then he kind of did it anyways. Yeah. Like just sang one line just to be a goof, you know? <clears throat> so that was cool. Yeah. <laughs> no, what it was that I, like, I was thinking at that show, someone yelled Blind Revolution Mad, which oh, is yeah, they okay. never play or they don't play that often, I don't think. And he said, well, we just actually played that in soundcheck. So fuck it, we'll play it. And they played it. So That was an insane show. Yeah. But yeah, all these shows at IDL are great because IDL is a great venue, and all these bands are great. Yes, and DEB is great. That's right. And there will be more announcements on that coming soon. They've even brought in an arena show this past year with Snoop Dogg and Nelly, so might see more of that coming too. They also sponsor a stage out at Rocklahoma, the D&B Processing Stage in the Roadhouse area. is all booked by DEB Concerts. And there'll be big announcements on all that here coming soon. Oh, yeah. So you won't want to miss that stage because last year there was some amazing artists on there like Leah Ford and Bisto Blanco, Slaughter, Ace Freely, and a ton of bands locally, regionally, just from across the place, independent bands as well. So there'll be a lot more of that. Oh, yeah. At Rocklahoma 2020. And we'll let you know all about it as soon as we can. Speaking of... Rocklahoma 2019 and that stage, one of the bands that played it was the Normandies. Yes, and uh, we're going to play them right now. I think we should. Let's play this song right here called I Don't Want to Be Me. I don't want to be me. I'd rather be somebody else. I don't want to be me.
I don't want to be, I don't want to be me from the Normandies. I say, I'm so used to saying I don't want to, because that's how Peter Steele said it. That's right. But that's not how the Normandies say it. They say, I don't want to be me. So just clearing that up. I'm not mispronouncing it because I'm an idiot. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> that is from their EP, Co-Conspirators of Greater Evils, which came out this summer. Get that thing. It's got four songs and they're all excellent. Of course. And you've got videos from it and everything. So follow and, the Normandies. And they're playing this weekend. That's right. We need to mention that. Yeah. At the Canes Ballroom. Yes. Be legendary. Cancer, yes. Cancer Suck Show with Puddle of Mud. Uh, all for More and Sweatin' Bullets is going to be there too. Uh, and it's great that the Normandies are on the bill as well. That's def- definitely true. Uh, diverse bill there of different styles. So, Oh, yes. Very cool. This is the 15th annual Cancer, Cancer Sucks show. They always, all the profits are obviously going to Cancer Sucks, which is going you know, to cancer mm-hmm. research and oh, yeah. organizations and all that stuff. So get out there and support this. I mean, this has been around 50, I mean... You played one of these, like a couple of them, right? Way in the early days. Yeah, but I mean, fifteen I'm, years ago. I'm talking like 2003 when it was at like. Well, no, Curly's, because right? or was that? You know, 2003 was my last year. That was kind of when Zen Hipster kind of went on, and we'd played it before. So I think. So maybe they had a couple years they didn't do it, or I, well, I saw this was called the 15th annual. That's just well, why I, said I don't know. I wonder if it's like maybe this is like the 15th annual year them doing it at Canes or something. Oh, it could be. I don't know because we we did other stuff, uh, you know, and we played like, and they would have different stuff. They'd have stuff at Curly's. They have like a a, a poker run. Right. They ended at you know Slick Willie's back when that had oh, that. Yeah. Remember that place? Yeah, I love and that. And we played that, and so we we've done some cancer sucks uh, functions way back in the day. Um, and, you know, it's always great to be a part of, you know, whatever that foundation has going on and recording. They do. He, he does a great job. So, so yeah, I mean. Yeah, it's come a long way because when it started, you it's know, it was, come a long way. it would always be a few Tulsa bands. And now every year it's at the Canes and there's always at least one well-known national act. Like yeah. you got Puddle Mud this year. Poppy was played at other yeah. bands in recent years. Ex-Hippie so. Coalition. Yeah. It, yeah, it's it's pretty awesome what what, what they've become. It, it, and as a city, we are proud. Yeah. So definitely get out there, show your support. And yeah, tell the Normandies that you heard them on here, if you hadn't heard them before, which I hope you have. Yes. Because this is like, we don't say this, you know, we say this every time we're playing, but this is like literally one of the best bands in the fucking United States. Yes. I I, <laughs> I don't say that loosely either. I believe that, <laughs> and that's no bullshit. That's not me, you know, greasing anything or anyone up, you know. Uh, that That is my honest opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's talk about Ozzy here for a minute. Okay. okay. Because Ozzy has a, another new single. And he's going to make you defecate. I'm glad you brought it up. Sorry I mean, I've never heard that line in a song fucking ever, so I had to bring it up. <laughs> I mean, it kind of fits anyway. I mean, it kind of fits, fuck it, but... You know, I'm still. I've still never heard it in the song. Yeah. So no. I was going to mention it. Yeah, I was too. So good. <laughs> All right. Well, um, it's a great song. It's called "Straight to Hell." Uh, Andrew Watt is on guitar and he's producing it. Duff McKagan, who I think is probably one of two of the best bass players in the world that use a pick, maybe one of three. 
Um, and then, you know, Chad Smith from Red Chili Peppers on drums, Slash does the guitar solo. Um, you know, the two songs that, that we've heard from this album that's coming up in the next year are really fucking good. So, I, I and this, this one's no different, just like the other one, I like it. I can't wait to hear the rest of it, and I never thought I'd say that about a new Ozzy record ever again. So. <laughs> yeah, well, the first one, Under the Graveyard, if you haven't heard it, go check it out. We talked about it here just a few episodes ago. I think it was the Kenny Hickey episode, mm-hmm. and we both like that one. And I'll just say first off that I think I like that one better than this one. See, I like this one better than that one. Okay, because to me... We but Under the Graveyard that. has a way bigger hook. I get it. Under the Graveyard was reminiscent of Osmosis. Like, we thought that, and I've seen other people say that as mm-hmm. well. And Straight to Hell, to me, is more like I just expect Ozzy to sound now. Mm-hmm. Like, if you say there's a new Ozzy song, and I hear Straight to Hell, I'm like, okay, that makes sense. When I heard Under the Graveyard, that's not what I expected. So I guess that's a little more... I see what you mean. I get that. Why it kind of stuck to me a little more. But Straight to Hell, I mean, it's good. I'm not saying I dislike it, but it's just a little more formulaic, I think. I see. I see. And, you know, the all right now, I guess, you know, that's an homage to Black Sabbath, which is fine. But it's just, when I first heard I'm like, what the hell? And then, then like, ten seconds later, he said, I'll make you defecate. And I'm like... I had to, like, start the song over. <laughs> yeah, like, what did I just hear? Okay, like, is this... Okay. And it's like, who wrote that? Because, you know, Ozzy doesn't write his shit, and even though they say he does. And, you know, they pay whoever off to not credit him on the album. So it's like, who fucking wrote that? Do you think Andrew Watt is writing some of this stuff? I, I don't know. I don't, what, know. I don't know if he wrote in California Breed. or if Well, I mean, I, wrote yeah, maybe, I'm, but the lyrics, you know. Oh, well, right. no, maybe Ozzy did write it. I don't know. Uh, maybe had Bob Geezer Daisley? Butler come in. I don't think definitely Jakey not Lee Bob Daisley. Huh? Think Jakey Lee had any part? No, in it? no, 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 not okay. at all. <laughs> anyway, but back to the song. You know, it's like, hey, this episode's featuring Dizzy Reed, so it's a thing that we got talking about yeah. Duff here. We're yeah. talking about Slash, but I want to mention the Slash solo. It's like, you know, it's kind of a joke when you say that if you hear Slash is playing a solo on something, it's like, whatever, he'll play with anyone, mm-hmm. right? Because he's done that throughout the years. Oh, but yeah. obviously this is Ozzy, so it's, uh, I think it's cool, but it, just being a, a geek with Slash being my favorite guitarist, I'm like, why is Ozzy singing over most of this solo? Well, the second part of it, yeah, yeah. that, that kind of comes in. And the second part's a little bit better than the first part, I thought, solo-wise, so I don't know. I mean, I've only listened to it a few times. I haven't listened to it on repeat like 20 times, but yeah. it's just, yeah, I don't know. That's the only thing that kind of bugged me a little bit, but that doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I still like that it's not recycled BLS riffs. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I I enjoy that, uh, that it's something a little different. And I'm still, but I'm still, like I said earlier, you know, he doesn't write this stuff, so... I don't know, you know, how much of a hand he had in a lot of this, but I'm just going to take it for what it is and enjoy a new Aussie record. Yeah. I feel like, you know, <clears throat> these two songs are any indication. I feel like I'll enjoy this record. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned the no BLS sound because obviously Zach isn't here and there's no knock on that because both of us are massive fans oh, yeah, of Zach totally. Wild and everything he's ever done, but it's. It's kind of cool to hear, 
you know, like you don't want to hear the, that black rain sound again, where it's like black label society rain or whatever Yeah, yeah. <laughs> with Ozzy singing. So, you know, I think, you know, Zach Wilde's an amazing songwriter, but we don't need to hear it on this. Yeah. I and get, so, I get that. <clears throat> and the other thing I wanted to point out is I, re- I really like the middle part or where it drops down and slows down for a minute. Mm-hmm. And it's only like 10 seconds or something before yeah. it goes back up. But that's really cool. And I just, <clears throat> like you said, I'm before these songs came out, I love Ozzy. I always have, but it's not like I was like, all right, a new Ozzy album's coming out. Big deal. There's a new, uh, Michael Monroe album coming out. There's a new Night Fight Orchestra album coming out. No shit. You know, so I, I'm not, that's not even at the top of my list yeah. by any means. But yeah. now that I've heard these two songs, you know, it kind of excites me. And like I mentioned on the last, when we talked about Under the Graveyard, I'm excited just because, you know, you got Duff and Chad Smith as your rhythm section. Exactly. So that also adds another element of like, hey, this is kind of exciting. Yeah. And that Michael Monroe album's already out. What? Well, yeah. Because I remember it, 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 didn't it? Or is this one of my fucking, is this one of my fucking brain farts? And if it, it's that, I feel like it, it, it took a while to get on Spotify. I know that much. Let me make sure. Let me make sure before I fucking. I mean, I know there's like, there was like three songs out and I didn't know that it was out. We're like going silent while we're like. Well, that's okay. They understand. Yeah. Yeah. One man gang. Latest release. It's out. Holy That's crap. what I thought. Yeah, look at that. Look at that. Yeah, I knew it was out. Wow, I actually am right this time. Holy shit. I didn't pull a uh, Blackstone Cherry. Oh, it's coming out. Not for another four months. I don't know where you got your fucking information, Jason. <laughs> right. Fuck me. Well, I do know that Last Train to Tokyo is a great freaking song. So yes, it is. I know it what is. I'm listening to here when we stop recording. Okay, okay. Speaking of Michael Monroe, Dizzy talks a little bit about him here in this interview here. See? Bit, so. A perfect segue. That's right. And why wouldn't you want to talk about Michael Monroe? Because he is one of the yes. rock and roll <clears throat> history, one of the, uh, what, what I'm trying to say, one of the most underrated artists in rock and roll history. He is. And uh, on, on a recent interview, I think it was, I want to say it was, was it Mitch LaFawn? But he came out and said that, you know, it's really hard to tour America and there's not really a lot of demand or money in it and I don't blame them and I think that America should be ashamed of themselves. Yeah. Um for, you know, for liking, you know, uh some fucking diet radio uh fucking filler track bullshit <laughs> and not paying attention to real rock and roll. Yeah. So shame on you, America. This is what I've been telling you for fucking years, and you're not listening to me. But, oh, well, whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe one day we'll get lucky and someone like Guns N' Roses or someone will take this guy out on tour. And yeah. He'll open up a show in Dallas, you know, who knows? Yeah, yeah, no shit. Or better yet, someone who's touring at a club or theater level has him as an opener so he can get yeah, through exactly. our areas, you know. But. Exactly. But, you know, no, keep... Keep listening to your fucking, keep listening to your fucking, uh, you know, uh, your Schecter guitar research rock and your fucking, <laughs> your fucking astronaut rock, whatever. Astronaut rock. <laughs> How's that working out for you? Hey, people like that band. Well, I, I don't know. I don't uh-huh. know. Don't get, don't get me started. Well, well we're, we're here to talk about Dizzy Reed. 
he has a solo album that came out. It's been almost two years now, actually, because it was like early 2018. Yeah. Yeah, it's called Rock and Roll Ain't Easy. And it's got a lot of, you know, guest artists on it. And he also had some people write some songs with him, like Ricky Warwick, Dell James. Talks about that here in this interview as well. And I mean, something that jumped out to me and before, you know, I even mentioned to you, you said the same thing when we talked about this, when we knew that we we're going to do the Dizzy interview. Yeah. Was you mentioned when you hear like his piano playing on his solo album, it makes it even more obvious how distinct he is because it sounds like it's reminiscent of Guns N' Roses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's his style. You know, yeah. Like Slash has his style or you know, fucking anybody put has their style yeah and it's uh and it makes you realize he's he's probably a lot more of an asset to guns and roses than the casual fan would think right you know i mean the guys played with every member that's ever been in guns and roses i believe yeah unless i mean i'm not positive that he steven adler was still in the band when he joined if if not, then that's the only member that he never played with because he played when Izzy was still in the band. Well, and then every I'm sure he was there when Steven uh, came back for a show or two in, in Brazil oh, or some shit. There you go. Last year, the year before, whatever. That was, was the first year they were doing it, 2016. And they were, okay, yeah. It was in America. It wasn't Brazil. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. You know more than me. Anyway, yeah, but you're right. So he has, yeah, performed on stage with every single member that has ever been in Guns N' Roses. Right. It's pretty so, crazy. That's insane. Yeah. That's a lot of motherfuckers. <laughs> and that's him and Axl Rose, the only two that can, <clears throat> can make that claim. Exactly. And this, but this solo album, Rock and Roll and Easy, has a ton of great freaking songs, like the title track, this, and then this don't look like Vegas, Mother Teresa, Forgotten Cases. That's a great song. Yeah, that is. That's probably the highlight to me. And then uh, Splendid Isolation's great. That is a good song, too. I like that one. Yeah, and Hookers and Blow as well, you know, have their album. They're working on a covers album. It should be out here early in 2020. He's got other new music coming as well that you hear about. And yeah, this is very cool. Actually, just me on this one. I didn't mention that. (coughs) Jason wasn't able to make it when we did this recording. But, hey, got to talk to Dizzy Reed. That's right. Whatever we got to do, however we got to do it. Yeah. So I was very happy about that. So let's just get into it. Here's Dizzy Reed from Guns N' Roses and Hookers and Blow. Last week, you guys performed at that a charity event where you guys followed the vocal reading of the Christmas Carol. I mean, what was it like doing something kind of out of the norm like that, or does it just feel like any other gig when you do it? Oh uh, well, you know, it's it's a uh, we we uh we like to do things out of the out of the ordinary. Sometimes, you know, we did well, we performed at a, a retirement home a few years ago, <laughs> which was you know a lot of fun, and they they seem to enjoy it quite a bit, and they treated us very well. We'll probably do that again. Um, but this was uh, for a good uh, a good friend of mine, Ethan uh, Detmeyer. He is uh, a, a DJ with uh, Combat Radio, 
and it, him and his wife they they put on the, that event every year and they wanted to they asked us if we'd be you know part of the entertainment this year and when they told us it was uh you know it, it was a you know christmas uh, holiday fundraiser basically um for for kids who can't get enough to eat or uh, have a good christmas and we wanted to help out but it just made you know more sense that it was following a christmas carol and uh with hookers and blow it all it all kind of came together really well actually so playing a retirement home you don't get any weird looks because of the name or that kind of thing um no 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 they, they, they really cool. enjoyed it we and, you know that time we had our bus which was we had the logo on the side we rolled that across america a, a, a few years ago and um which we seemed to get you know good a good re- reception everywhere we went and uh the, re- the retirement home was no exception well speaking of you in recent years like you mentioned you guys have done some touring is that something we can expect more of going into the future well, you know, I, yes, I mean, I, I hope so. That that's that's definitely the plan. You know, we're working on a, a record right now. We want to support that, but but we do have our day jobs, and uh, those kind of take precedence. Right. Well, you guys recently announced the the cover of Shaken. When can we expect that to hit digital outlets and everything? I, is it out already? I'm not sure. No, they just just Alex just uh, Alex just um, he just. Um, put out a little a little sample oh. of what is to come. yeah there's it'll be out soon but yes there, there's a you know we just it's all cover songs um a lot of them are you know ones that uh i've always wanted to do or we've always wanted to do and ones that we're capable of doing or at least i'd like to think we are um and uh, some ones that people might not expect and probably some ones that people would expect but i think it's, it's turned out great i kind of just went into it just kind of going through the motions because everyone kept asking us to do a record and um I finally just said, you know what, let's just let's just do it. Uh, but it's going to be cover songs. And once we started getting into it, it uh, it was uh, actually it ended up being really fun, really exciting. And I think people are going to enjoy it. I'm assuming they're all songs that you guys have performed live throughout the years. Um, some of them are ones that we have not performed live, actually. Okay. Um, and and then there are some that we you know we have obviously, but uh, um, yeah, I think people are going to be surprised pleasantly, hopefully. Is that, I'm I'm guessing it would follow the footprint of what you guys normally do, which is geared towards classic rock. Um, you know, most of it. I think there's going to be like again, there's going to be some some songs in there that people probably wouldn't expect. Well, as far as it, besides you and Alex, I mean, is there other people involved with the recording of this? Is Johnny Kelly on drums, or are you guys using? John, yes, Johnny Kelly is on drums. Okay. Um, and uh, we, uh, my lovely, uh, our, our lovely uh, co-singer uh, Nadia. Um, it's also uh, adds quite a bit to this record. Um, and we had uh, our old friend Scott Griffin played play bass on most of the songs. We also have, um, uh, yeah, some other special guests too. And is that, do you guys have a release date in mind? Or are you still like still in the working process? You know, we, we've added a couple songs that we're, we're working on now. So uh, hopefully it'll be out, uh, you know, around the, just after the first of the year, I'm hoping. Okay. Maybe sooner. We'll see. Well, with you guys all kind of living in different areas, how do you rehearse or do you, or do you just like go for it when shows come up? We kind of have to just go for it actually. <laughs> um, it's uh which is cool with me. Cause I, you know, rehearsal is probably one of my least favorite uh, aspects of being a musician. I, although I, I know it's necessary and I know it's part of the hard work that we have to put into uh, to, to, to put on what we do, the shows that we do. Um, but I think, uh, um, it doesn't bother me. I, I think we're good enough to, we can pull it off. Right. Well, as far as 
vocals go? I mean, is there an artist that you like covering the most that you think your voice lends well to? Um, I think, you know, the, the stuff that's not as hot, not too high <laughs> up there. Um, I, you know, like the stones, I, I think yeah. I, that I, I just grew up, I started, you know, covering stone stuff in my band when I was 11, 12 years old stones and, and Leonard Skinner and, and, you know, things like bands like that. When you get into like the Zeppelin and, uh, you know, the GNR stuff, that's, that's really hard for me to sing, but uh, I, I do, I give it my best shot, but yeah, I'd say probably Mick Jagger the most really. Well, looking at your solo, I'm rock and roll and easy. I know you've said in interviews that this is something you're working on for quite a while. Was any of the writing done for this like recently around the time that you did it, or were these all songs that you had for that whole time period? Um, there's a, there's some of the, I guess the majority of the songs were songs that I'd, I'd had sort of been sitting on for, for quite a while. Um, there was a couple that, that we worked up, you know, at the last minute, rock, the, the title song, rock and roll and easy. I, I pretty much came up with that just before we started recording or actually during the, during the recording process. And also, uh, Mystery and Exile, we worked that up sort of when we worked up that song, uh, This Don't Look Like Vegas, which Ricky Warwick and, and Del James had brought in. Um, so when we worked up that, we worked up Mystery and Exile, and, and, and I came up with Rock and Roll and Easy around that time. But the rest of the stuff was pretty much had been around for a while. Well, speaking of Ricky, we've had him on this podcast before, and I think that guy's like an insanely underrated songwriter. At one of the most underrated uh, uh, songwriters and performers. Right. Well, how did that come about? Like, were you friends with him or was it someone that like Dell introduced to you? Um, Dell introduced me to Ricky years ago, okay. back in like the early nineties during the oh, Use Your wow. Illusion when he was with the Almighty. And so we kind of hit it off back then and we stayed, we stayed in touch, you know, mostly through Dell and stuff, but over the years. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so, you know, Dell brought up the idea and he said that him and Ricky had this song cause they, they write together. And uh, it was perfect for, for for what I was doing. And I think it was just, you know, they kind of brought it in with me in mind, which is great. I just actually played on Ricky's uh, new solo record not too long ago. I guess, well, it seems like it wasn't too long ago, but it's earlier this year. And it was great stuff. Well, you mentioned Mystery in Exile, and I think that song has a real Michael Monroe vibe to it. Is that something that I'm just kind of pulling out of the dark or are you a fan of him as well? Um, I, yeah, I'm a huge fan of, of Hannah Rocks for sure. You know, their, their early stuff. That was a big influence on me when I was older, when I was right, when I moved out to LA, it was, I sort of, um, I remember hearing like Hannah Rocks and at Wasp for some reason, I was like, this, this is, you know, I got, I got to get out there. That's, 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 you know, I was, I was in Denver at the time and the music scene was not happening there. So, um, that kind of inspired me to get out to LA and so, yeah, it was definitely a, a, a big influence on me, I think. Um, it's funny, that that particular song, though, it was kind of my, that song's kind of a, it started off as kind of an ode to uh, <clears throat> Joe Jackson. It was like one of my, my favorite artists. Those first couple records that he did, that's that power punk, like new wave stuff was, um, I wanted to do something like that. But uh, yeah, I, I guess I could see where you're coming from with, with the Mike Monroe thing. I'm, you know, he's, he's an amazing talent, yeah. for sure. Well, you guys also released the Forgotten Cases video recently. Like, whose idea was that concept? I really dug the the animation and everything. Uh, well, the the, um, the the record label had kept suggesting that we do an animated video, um, and they had these people that they worked with, and um, I saw some of their their work. They they did something with the, the Dead Daisies, I think, 
a band that I used to play with. Right. And uh, um, so I, you know, I finally agreed to do it, but it, only if it was for that song and if they used my story. And so I presented it to them and they loved it. And so it was all kind of based on a true story, actually. Okay. So I guess, I mean, a lot of people don't do that where you kind of mixed your solo song with hookers and blow. I mean, people kind of keep their stuff separate. So I thought that idea was kind of cool as well. You know, and initially, and, and for the most part, I do try to keep those things sort of separate, those two things. But um, at some point it sort of made sense to just start doing stuff off my solo record with hookers and blow, because I was, you know, playing with hook, touring and, and doing shows with hookers and blow would just uh, a lot more than I was doing anything by myself. And, uh, you know, some of the guys played on my record. So it just kind of made sense to sort of blur the lines, I guess. Um, and then, yeah, when we did the the video, the story is based on some, you know, experience, experiences that we had with hookers and blow. So that that made sense, too. Um, and uh, so, yeah, it's kind of a um, uh, yeah, I can't make comparisons, but it's I've, I've definitely blurred the line a little bit. OK, so you do perform the solo songs with hookers and blow live. We, yes, we do. We, we definitely make that part of our set. And uh, yeah. Well, so now that you've got the hookers and blow album coming, you've had a solo album here last year. Can we expect more output from you coming up soon? I'm currently working on another solo record oh. and uh, it's a, uh, it's, it's going, it's, it's, it's crawling along. But it's definitely it seems to be moving faster than my first record. So right. hopefully that should be done. We're going to track some more stuff um, probably in a few weeks. Um, and then uh, hopefully I'll, I'll have it like slammed out by you know February before things pick up with GNR again. Okay. So it's going to be the same kind of thing where you have a lot of guest artists on it? Um, you know, I think this this is going to be a little bit more self-contained. Okay. Um, I definitely, it's, you know, I don't really have a, a band in in particular that to, to that came you know to come in and, and sort of work things out it's uh i'm definitely pulling from different um sort of uh you know groups of people that i that i, I play with but there's a lot of guys that were on the first record and some guys that weren't and um you know it's uh again like you know some some of the guys from hookers and blow will be on some of the songs and some other people and um but for the most part it's a little more self-contained and I'm, I'm doing uh, the recording with uh, my friend, my good friend Jason Mazillis, who mixed the first record, and we're so we're recording this one. And uh, so far, what we have is turned out pretty cool. I'm pretty happy with it so far. So, are they all songs that you've written since Rock and Roll Ain't Easy, or are these still songs that have been around as well? Um, you know, I guess uh, some of them have been around. I mean, for for a while, but probably not since. Uh, um, you know, I don't know, to be honest, <laughs> some of them have been sitting in my computer in cyberspace for a long time and I finally got a chance to work them up. That's, that's basically it. And then other ones I've, I've sort of written in, with, with another, you know, uh, uh, with another record in mind, basically. Well, both these albums or your solo album and hookers and blow album have come out and will come out through golden robot. Like how has that relationship been working with them? Um, uh, you know, it's, it's so far with me, it's, it's been great. You know, they've, uh, they've um uh did what i asked them to do and and you can't really ask for more than that and they, they've been pretty cool and it, you know with my first record again it was like there were so many barriers that i came across as you know once once i finally got it finished which took forever then it was just trying to get a deal and a lot of people just weren't 
uh, didn't see it, weren't interested in it. They were the first sort of label to really be interested in signing me, and, and they came up with, with good ideas, and so I, I, I took them up on it. Um, so, uh, you know, there's an option for another record, and, and so that's what I'm doing. Well, glad that's not going to take another 10 or 15 years. <laughs> knock, on, knock on wood. But, uh, <laughs> there's all, three songs are already done, okay? So that's, that's, that's good. Yeah. So it's at, at very least, I have a single that I can put out. So Yeah. <laughs> well, back in October, GNR brought out both Locomotive and Dead Horse. And I'm sure you've probably done those throughout the years with Hookers and Blow. But what was that like to perform those live again with GNR for the first time in 26, 27 years? Um, actually, you know, Hookers and Blow have never taken on those songs. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but uh, um, it, it was great to... to, to uh, it's always great to you know have, do some fresh new material. It's and it's good. It's good for us. It's really good for the fans, especially. And I think you know they did appreciate it for sure. And and I hope that we you know we delve into some more of that stuff. There's so many great songs on the Use Your Illusion records that you know people have forgotten that I've forgotten about really. Um, that would be great to do live, you know. And uh, um, and you know the the no one works harder than than you know than those guys and and and. Uh, it's so great to be a part of it. And so the more we can do like that, the better it's going to be awesome. Is there any specific songs you would love to pull out for G- or love for GNR to pull out? Um, you know, I guess, I don't know, maybe, you know, bad apples would be cool. I like yeah. that song. That's just one name, you know, uh, um, get in the ring. I would probably never do that though, but, uh, <laughs> that would be fun. Um, uh, yeah, there's, I'm sure there's, there's quite a few, you know, I was at the GNR show that was at Exit 111 in Tennessee, and I don't remember exactly what the degrees was, but I know every night was pretty cold. And as, yeah, it was chill. Yeah, someone obviously that's using your hands, like, do you dread shows like that, or when you're up there, is it something you don't notice? Um, you try not to notice it. Uh, sometimes it's you know you can't you can't help it. I think, um, it, you know if, if everything's going good, it's it's uh you, you don't notice it really, but. Um, I've definitely played colder shows. Um, and, uh, it, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's not comfortable, but it's, it's not comfortable for anybody. Basically, we just try to make everyone forget about it and just have a good time. You know, that's, that's best you can do really. Well, you're coming up now on 30 years in GNR. I know this is kind of a broad question, but how would you describe that 30 year experience to someone if they just ask? How the fuck has it been 30 years? <laughs> <laughs> Where did the time go? Right. Um, I, you know, I just, I've been just so lucky and fortunate that I was ever asked to do this gig in the first place. And the fact that, um, you know, I'm still doing it. It's like, uh, as long as they'll have me, I, I I'm going to do it. And it's, it's been a great run. You know, there's been some, some, some long sort of, you know, uh, breaks. Um, but you know, those were getting, being, uh, put to good use, you know, writing and whatnot. And there's, uh, um, it's just been a blast and it's, it's really, it's, this last three years have been fantastic. You know, the, the turnouts have been amazing and, um, just to be a part of that, it's, it's pretty special. And I, and I'm, I'm so fortunate again. And I, uh, thank my lucky stars every day, man. Really do. Changing the subject a little bit to other artists. Is there, we're nearing the end of the year. Is there any music that's come out this year that you're really enjoying or favorite albums of the year? Um, I, to be honest, and I know this sounds terrible, but I just really have, I don't really listen to a lot of new music anymore when I'm with my, my kids and they're all grown ups now. They're all 
adults. Um, but that's kind of when I listen to new music. I say, what are, you, what are you listening to now? And then they'll play me some stuff, you know. Um, but I just uh, I've been constantly on my own, my own shit, and and just trying to get that done. And uh, um, I, you know, it's I, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm always into exploring. But you know, uh, Nadia, my wife, she's she's really into Bauhaus, and I went and saw them perform. Um, I know they're not new. Right. But I saw them perform, and I just—I never was a fan. I'd never really got into them. I, she's been, you know, playing, playing them uh, for me and stuff over the over the years, and uh, you know, it's it piqued my interest. But I went to see them perform at the Palladium a couple weeks ago, and I was blown away. It's so dynamic, so amazing! What a great band! And I kind of felt like, God, I missed the boat, man. I've had these guys around for so long, but I, I got to see them perform, and that was really cool. It was inspiring, really, it really was. Very cool. Watched your uh, that Wikipedia fact or fiction video you did. You're wearing a University of Oklahoma shirt, and I'm in Oklahoma right now, and that's where I went to school. So I was just wondering if you're a fan, or if that's just a shirt you had, or. Um, it was probably the shirt that said uh, Oklahoma da- Dad. Maybe one of my daughters graduated from University of Oklahoma um, oh, okay. about three years ago. She's a she's studying to be a veterinarian, and she went there. She got her biology degree there, and I was very proud to see her graduate. She became a, a Sooners fan in the process, um, which uh, is kind of tough because I, I grew up in Boulder, Colorado, and that's what the University of Colorado was. <laughs> right. So we we used to get stomped on an annual level uh, annual basis by uh, by the University of Oklahoma. Probably still would if we were in the same conference, but we're not. But um, so yeah, that's a uh, that was tough, but. Uh, <laughs> She, uh, yeah, she, I'm very proud of her. So that, that's, that's my Oklahoma connection right there. Cool. Well, at least it was after Colorado was out of the big 12. So you didn't have to have any deep seated hatred there, I guess. <laughs> right now we get pummeled by USC and Oregon. Uh, right. You know. <laughs> cool, yeah. man. Well, I appreciate you taking time to do this. Uh, my pleasure, man. Thank you for having me. There you go. Dizzy Reed from Guns N' Roses and Hookers and Blow. A huge thank you to Nardia Drayton. Golden Robot, and of course, a massive thank you, Dizzy Reed, for taking some time out there to talk to me, and really looking forward to hearing these Hookers and Blows songs they're doing covers of. They've already announced that Eddie Money Shaken is one of the covers. Right on. And there's actually a clip of that that you can hear. They haven't released the song yet, but there's a clip on the Appetite for Distortion podcast. Whenever him and Alex from Hookers and Blow were both on there together, they played it like a minute-long clip. So if you want to hear that now, go check that out. Nice. Brando's got some great interviews, and that's just one of them. So, But yeah, like we said up front, Guns N' Roses has been my favorite band since I was like 13. Probably about the time that he joined the band, because it was around 90. Yeah. Know? And here we are, episode 240. It took us to get a yeah, member from one of our two all-time favorite bands here, mine or yours. Yeah, yeah. So it looks like uh, who's next? Uh, I'm, I don't know. I'm sure we'll have Lars on next week. I was trying to think of like who from Metallica that I could joke about, but I already did the Ron McGovern joke, and yeah. we were like, no, he won't do it. Yeah, I know. I know. Because he only yeah. does them in person, so... Yeah. I, don't I don't know. Maybe one day, maybe one day Jason Newstead, but I don't know. He doesn't really do interviews, so maybe not. Never mind. That, I don't know. That would be... I would love to do that. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. 
I don't know. Yeah, we'll be, we can probably get Rob on here and talk about some infectious grooves. Right? The plague that makes your booty move. <laughs> so I saw they, well, they did the show recently. And they're going to be in Hellfest. Yeah, and I was about to tell you, I just saw that today. That. So, I mean, I guess that's a thing that's happening now. <laughs> I guess so, dude. Sarsipius has came out of retirement. Hell yeah. <laughs> that is too cool. So, basically... What am I trying to say here? Where was I going? I don't know what I was going to say. Probably, <laughs> uh, you were about to say, uh, if you liked this interview, we've got a lot more interviews to, to go back and listen to. That's true. Um, such as? Such as? 239 previous episodes. Exactly. Featuring guys <clears throat> from, had on Kevin Martin from Candlebox. We've had on... Gene Simmons from KISS, Bruce Kulik, That's formerly right. of KISS. That's right. Had on Dave Elfson of Megadeth, Chris Broderick, formerly of Megadeth. In flames now. That's right. But he's just like, isn't he just a touring member? I think so. I, think I mean, so. he's just but doing he's this tour? He's been doing it for quite a while. Which is like, I've, I didn't even really think about that until someone pointed it out on my Facebook um, that saw them recently and just said, can't remember who it was now. I just said it's it's really weird to see Chris Broderick on stage just playing rhythm parts. Yeah, I know. I know. But you got to hey, wonder what the fuck is going on there. He's making some money. That's oh, what yeah, that's right. that's right. <laughs> you know, guys from a lot of the, if you like the 80s, hard rock stylings we've had on guys from Tesla, Dokken, Warrant, Firehouse, Trickster, Junkyard, Kicks, LA Guns. Um, Lillian Axe, Def Leppard. Uh, but we've also had on like heavier, you know, guys from heavier bands. Seven Dust, Crowbar, Corrosion of Conformity, Life of Agony, Typo Negative. Um, you know, the list goes on. You just got to go through there and dig. Right. So now we've had on a member from two of my three favorite all-time bands. We've had on Frank Hannon and Dizzy Reed. That's right. So in the next few weeks, I believe, I believe we'll have Roddy Bottom on this podcast. <laughs> I just threw that We're out just there, putting that out there, just hoping the energy. Yeah. Yeah. I know that Mike Patton's not going to be on this podcast, more than likely. Yeah. But so I'm just throwing that out there. Roddy Bottom will do this podcast, and I complete the trifecta. There you go. And we get a little bit right outside that trifecta. Kenny Hickey was on here recently from yep. Typo Negative, who is another yes, one of my yes. favorite bands. Yes. yes. And in that vein, we had on Alan Robert from Life Agony. That was great. That was recently as well. Last year, we had on Tommy Victor from Prong. Had on guys from Sons of Texas and all kinds of great stuff. So all you got to do is dig through there and look it up. SoundCloud.com backslash Thunderdash Underground. We're on iTunes. Well, I guess now that is called Apple Podcasts or something. I saw that the other day, and I've been saying iTunes forever. But whatever, you know, if you listen to that, you know what it's called. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're on Google Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, MixCloud, all that stuff. So just Google us, you'll find us. We're also thethunderunderground.com. You can listen to everything there. Find all our socials there as well, as well Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. We are at the Thunder Underground. Subscribe there. We've got videos where we interview. No, not interview. Well, some of those are up there, podcasts, but we've got videos where we review songs, albums, 
cheese cheese concerts. Jesus Christ. That's real. We interviewed we interviewed I keep saying interview. We did not interview any cheese. We reviewed cheese and hey, now that I've said that out loud, it kinda relates here because it, it was, was the Guns N' Roses. The Guns N' Roses cheese. There is a Guns N' Roses and a Def Leppard cheese, which we've had on Dizzy Reed and William Campbell to represent these cheeses. Right. That that Aldi put out this past year. I went and bought them. We sat down and did a taste test and recorded it. So get on our YouTube channel and watch that thing. It has like 48 puns related to Guns N' Roses and Def Leppard. Which I didn't even put a pun at the top of this episode on purpose because I know you don't like it. So. <laughs> anyway, Jesus Christ. I think right. we're I think we're done. All right. <laughs> so coming soon, we will have an episode with Scott and Gary from Outlaw Devils, and we will have enough episode with fucking vanilla ice. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> I'm not joking. This has been recorded and you will hear it in the next week or two. So basically, 1991 just blew up all over our face. Vanilla Ice and Guns N' Roses. <laughs> Alright, I'll just leave it at that. Until next time. Thunder Underground, y'all. <laughs>